Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friend is Shohei Sitsumi, and I think you're going to like what he's been up to with old-time music recently. We recorded this about a month ago over Skype, and I recorded my musical parts afterwards. Before we get started, I want to give a disclaimer, and I guess a trigger warning? We play a minstrel song in this one, just instrumentally. It's the second one in the episode. Normally, I'm pretty strict about avoiding these, and I'll even ask my guests to choose another tune if they bring one to the show. But there were a few reasons I decided to let this one in. First of all, while Shohei's old-time repertoire is massive, I didn't know if he had another tune ready as a substitute because of the special way that he's transmitting the tunes for today's episode. Second, he has some interesting things to say about the possible origins for the song's melody that I'd never heard before. Third, I looked up the American origins of the song, and while it's still wildly problematic, it's problematic in ways that are way more interesting than I thought. I went ahead and linked in the show notes a wonderful article by Trudier Harris of blackpass.org about it, and that inspired me to change the title in the show notes to Emily West. There's also the weird irony here that the racial slur in the original title today is used against an entirely different group of people, um, for the most part, East Asian and some Southeast Asian folks, and this week's guest is Japanese. What a mess. (laughs) At the end of the day, Shohei's playing is gorgeous, and I want you to hear everything he does, even if that means disclaiming it with an awkward, hefty paragraph. I hope everyone's cool with that. Stick around afterwards, and I'll tell you how to keep up with Shohei Sitsumi. But first, here's our interview and jam. Enjoy. Sitsumi, welcome back to Get Up in the Cool. Yeah, hi, Kevin. <laughs> Good to see you. You too. What was that tune? It's a uh, pretty party. 
<laughs> That's a pretty poly. Great. Yeah. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense <laughs> on, that, <laughs> on that guitar. <laughs> um, so since I last spoke with you, um, you moved back to Osaka, right? Yes. And you were living, living in North Carolina. And my impression was that, uh, you didn't necessarily have as many people to play with in Japan and maybe the amount of noise that you're able to make in, in your room has had changed. And you started posting these really interesting and really compelling, uh, guitar arrangements, uh, of old time tunes and songs. And, uh, I just thought that would be so perfect for, especially for a remote episode, um, especially since uh, I don't have any current plans to come out to Japan uh, in person and do any episodes, although I would love to. But uh, <laughs> yeah, what made you inspired to start playing, start playing electric guitar versions of old time music? Oh, so basically, as you said, yeah, that kind of moving back to Japan, the kind of a hilarious to me, you know, it's kind of a not ideal option, you know, mm. because I'm kind of living kind of a really wide personal space, you know, physical kind of personal space, you know, sure. I had a really, I lived in the kind of a house, you know, so I have my own rooms, you know, not just one room, but two or three, you know, yeah. <laughs> everywhere I put my instrument and I, I can pick them up whenever I, I want, yeah. you know. But Is Osaka now, pretty crowded? Yeah, 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 yeah. I live in uh, Higashi Osaka. It's uh, East Osaka. So it's really close to the central, you know, part of Osaka. Uh, so it's still really crowded. A lot of cars, you know, always driving, you know, and it, all houses built really close to each other. So my house actually just like a 80 centimeter off from the house next door, you know? So if you make a wow. huge noise, it annoys <laughs> <laughs> my neighbors. And I, you know, I'm a kind of a, I'm grown up, so I don't want to bother <laughs> neighbors, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> to just avoid any problems, you know. Yeah. And uh, I just actually recently found myself being a kind of a, a person who wants to really quiet place, you know, quiet atmosphere or environment. I think, I, how, how can I say, my hearing, you know, my ears are too sensitive to every kind of a noise. So if mm. I go to, you know, if I went to festival, Fiddler's Convention in the States, I had enjoyed them, you know, but uh, I always kind of felt exhausted, maybe uh -huh. from the kind of noise, you know, because you sit really close to each other, you yeah. know, and you hear some fiddling banjo, you know, <laughs> all the noise, you know, <laughs> all the music, you know. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I kind of a I've kind of, you know, been realizing myself deeper and deeper recently. And, uh, you know, it actually gave me a suggestion that electric guitar is really quiet, actually. You know, <laughs> most people associate electric guitar as a kind of noisy, like a rock, you know, kind of yeah. music, you know. But if you don't use any amp or speakers, it's actually 
you know, quiet, you know. So I just, uh, you know, began to, how can I say, play the electric guitar mostly, you know, because I can play the electric guitar kind of, but whenever I want right now, you know, because, yeah, if I close my doors and my windows, I think nobody would hear it much, you know. Sure. And it, yeah. it kind of makes me the kind of, it gives me a kind of same space, really smaller, you know, but the kind of a enough personal space for me to just explore that my kind of music, you know. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it actually gives me a kind of an opportunity, you know, to be concentrated on myself rather than kind of, uh, you know, listening to what others do, what, you know, other people think, you know. I have more personal time right now. Mm. Yeah. You know, so it's, I, I, I would say that electric guitar right now is a, I, an ideal instrument for me to to do that kind of a quest, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really important that um, it's normal, like... That we normalize how overwhelming um, festival culture is, because there are a lot of people who want to participate in old time music, but it is exhausting for them to be at a festival, uh, especially like the bigger ones. But even in like a private jam, it's like a lot of social energy and a lot of even really good musicians. If they're right next to you, it can be very physically overwhelming because it's vibrating your skull <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah that's correct yeah <laughs> and uh i th- i think uh this community in general has a, a tendency to romanticize the communal elements and de-emphasize the personal connection to the music and it seems like you kind of got a head start before the pandemic uh, like you had a, you had a bit of a chance to like start to figure out what this music means to you without all your friends around to play with. And, um, and, and, uh, <laughs> and we're, we're trying to catch up now, <laughs> the rest of us. <laughs> you know, I think I kind of, I'm going too far away from the, yeah, as you said, like a kind of all the time community kind of, a, you know, utopian kind of a thing, you know. Sure. But uh, this, you know, what I'm doing is also to be the part of the full culture, I would say, you know, I'm kind of trying to be off from the community by myself right now because, you know, if you, if I went down, you know, I could see some of my Japanese friends, you know, Japanese all-time music friends, you know, but maybe after the you know, like three years of stay in the States kind of, uh, you know, brought me, you know, to a kind of a situation where I want my own, own time, you know, my personal time, you know, more. I think I had enough, you know, actually. So maybe I, I said, maybe I posted on the Facebook that, you know, maybe a month later after I got home, like, uh, uh, I don't have any 
like intention of going back to the US again or something like that.、Mm. Actually, at that time, yeah, I was in that mood. I had enough actually. So I kind of had a kind of a homesick, you know, <laughs> like a homesick for home away from home, you know,、yes. North Carolina community,、yeah. friends, music. But actually, I tried to, you know, have done everything before I came back, you know. So I had the kind of a, yeah, how can I say, divide or punctuation, you know? Sure. I don't know how to say. But, you know, I was kind of a really ready, you know, I was ready or prepared for the transition. But,、uh, yeah. And I thought I would actually quit playing music. I remember but... you saying something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. And I think you broke a lot of people's hearts. <laughs> <laughs> I actually told a lot of lies right now, you know, at that time, you know. So I'm a liar, actually. <laughs> but I'm proud to be a liar in that, you know, sense, you know. Because if I、uh, kind of、uh, actually stopped playing, you know, I, I'm actually not the, Speaking with you, you know, I just said, say, no, I, I don't want to talk in the podcast or something, you know. But、uh, right now, yeah, I think I have、uh, much more confidence、um, with my what doing, you know.、Hmm. Uh, I, I actually understand a lot of people in the old time community do not like my. Music, you know, the music I'm actually making right now. Because, oh, you mean like the, the electric guitar stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I was actually the kind of a, you know, what I was in maybe three years ago or four years ago when I met you was a, actually I was a ultra conservative traditionalist kind of person. Sure. So I, sure. You know, I only listened to the older recordings of like of 20s or 30s, you know, or 70s. At the latest, you know, <laughs> so yeah, all yeah. other contemporary music, so,、mm, not my taste or something.、Yeah. You know, I remember. Just been I... flipping. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah. But, na- <laughs> But now I actually have a bigger or kind of a wider, you know, better understanding of the, what actually the tradition is or, you know, how you can define a tradition is, you know, I actually, you know, was only concentrating on the, the kind of preservation side, you know, conservative side for three years ago. But gradually, you know, I kind of learned the kind of a change, you know, changing part, you know, also important. Actually, if you lack one, you know, tradition cannot exist, you know. So, and actually I'm Going that kind of a changing part, you know, creating something new, you know, but creating something new out of something existed, you know, already、yeah. existed. That's really important. That's why I learn something from the history or, like, you know, kind of older, you know, recordings, older people, you know, also from the contemporary people because That kind of a difference, it's not just only, you know, in the, like this kind of timeline, you know, past, present, future, you know. If you look around, like, you know, some people in, like, New York has a different community, different music, even in all the time, 
if sure. you look at the uh, Texas, you know, you have a different people, cultures, you know. So you always have to look around, you know, while you're keeping looking kind of back, you know. Mm. These two directions really important. And I, I would say, you know, I miss the one, you know, that kind of a current, you know, concurrent thing, you know. Yeah, I forgot the word, but the, yeah. Well, let's hear another another tune, and then I'd like to ask you more about your transition from being a ultra conservative traditionalist to <laughs> uh, <laughs> what you're doing now, um, because that topic is really important to me. Uh, but mm-hmm. first, let's let's hear another tune. What are you going to play next? Uh, let me see. So I played a tune called the Yellow Rose of Texas. But okay. in the kind of a jig style, actually. In a and jig? The, yeah, actually, you know, certain people, you know, some people said Yellow Rose of Texas has a roots in Irish tune. And it's called, uh, let me see, I took the memo. Patsy Geary's Jigs. That's a, like a Irish tune's name. And actually, it sounds really like a Yellow Rose of Texas. But Yellow Rose of Texas, has a different melody to me, actually, you know. So for me, these two tunes, Yellow Rose of Texas and Patsy Geary's Jigs, sounds different, you know. But it kind of has a similarity. But what I'm trying to do right now is uh, bringing Yellow Rose of Texas somewhere, you know, out of the context, you know, then bringing it back to its roots. So uh, I'm trying to keep the melody of Yellow Rose Texas, you know, so it more sounds like Yellow Rose of Texas, but <clears throat> in the jig, so it sounds kind of like a Patsy's Geary's jig, Okay. but it still kind of maintain the Yellow Rose Texas kind of a concept or something. So, Great. Yeah. <clears throat> Can't wait. I, I hope I can play. And maybe I'd change the key. Actually, having an electric guitar is really fun because... You don't have to worry about the key, you know, you can just yeah. put the cable and, you know, play whatever you want. Yeah.
<laughs> That's so fun. <laughs> okay. I want to ask you more about like the technical aspects of adapting these melodies and stuff. But first, we we are talking about tradition backwards and forwards, uh, mm-hmm. preservation versus making something new. And I guess I, I want to know what made you want to preserve in the first place? What, where did that instinct come from in you? Mm. Did you have that attitude about other things before old time music or? Uh, I would say I didn't have any particular, like a, topic or theme I could think of right now, but uh, I was always kind of being, I, I've been always been a kind of a conservative in every aspect, you know. I always kind of tended to do the similar thing or same thing, you know, mm. all over again. And that kind of mindset, just, I don't know why, but it connected with the kind of a preservation of all time music as a Japanese. Sure. I don't know why, but, you know, uh, in Japan, I would say, like, a generally, you know, tradition often emphasizes the kind of a, how can I say, uh, part, like, a, uh, put the emphasis on the kind of a community or a group rather than the individuals, you know? Okay, sure. So, every culture in Japan, it often say that the Japanese people tend to follow what others say or what others you know, think, you know. Yeah. And they, they kind of are, not they, yeah. Japanese people are often be called up, you know, people who lack the kind of individual spirit or something, you know. But, the, uh, interestingly to me, you know, uh, so, uh, I would kind of understand that's why, you know, Japanese people, put more focus on the kind of preserving the traditions, you know, these things. And it, on the contrary, you know, American people often say that they really have always a kind of independency, you know, kind of mind spirit, you know. Sure. They always kind of uh, try to, how can I say, uh, have a kind of rebellion kind of, uh, you know, attitude, yeah. you know, for the We're government. seeing the worst of that right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's a kind of a sad to know. But anyway, I don't know why, you know, these kind of a individual kind of a attitude, you know, hmm. uh, for the independency kind of a thing, you know, uh, gave me a, maybe a different idea to the, hmm. what tradition is, you know, maybe 10, day, 10 years ago, you know, uh, even the, a lot of individuals have their own styles, you know. But if you look, look back a little bit, you know, if you stand back, you know, step back, you can see the, some similarities between these individuals, you know. And I un- understood these are actually kind of a style, like a, for example, round peak style is actually, you know, most people associate with like a, did style with Tommy Jarrell, Fred Cochran, sure. and Kyle Creed. But, you know, there's so many people who lived in the, that area and have contributed, but they are often kind of overlooked. But, you know, sure. that's actually what we have to look for, you know, always 
there is a kind of a power politics, you know, kind of a thing in the culture thing, you know. Uh, and uh, actually, I thought trying to do explore these kind of underrepresented people. This is really interesting to me, you know, mm. because it gives us a, it gives us a, yeah, like an inspiration, you know, how the tradition can be changed, you know, within the community, you know, it, it's actually for me, I think it, I'm kind of lacking the words, you know, I'm not explaining it really well, but I'd say, yeah, these things actually tells us what the diversity is, you know, Mm. Not just only in the music, but the whole thing, you know, because mm. how I talk right now is, you know, it represents how a Japanese person, you know, speaks generally, you know, but sure. I, I have my own experience, you know, going to the States, spending some years, but, you know, he kind of, uh, how can I say, he was rude, you know, he was lazy, so he didn't speak for a year or so, so, you know, his English got worse or something. That's kind of my own story. But, hmm. you know, these individual stories actually gives a, another layer, you know, to the culture, what the culture is, and also what the tradition is. So, uh, I'm kind of, yeah, you know, that's why I kind of, I um, ended up really loving you know all the time music yeah yeah because you're it, it's like a tradition of uh almost like obtuse individuality at sometimes uh like which and 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 it's this whole kind of cult of people that are to whatever extent trying to preserve these <laughs> these things that are fiercely individual and it's sort of like a weird little paradox um, mm. that people are like, I play in the style of this person who didn't play like anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> so interesting. Did you, w- would you say that your, your time in the States affected your attitude uh, about, I don't want to necessarily use the word conformity because that is sort of almost derogatory. I mean, it's derogatory in in American culture to say that word, <laughs> but mm. I guess it's, it doesn't necessarily mean to need to. But did did you take anything back with you from the states when you went back uh, to Japan um, culturally that that you're glad that you got? And did you take anything back with you that uh, is, uh, I guess, you could say, challenging? now to like live in the States, whether that's like musically or otherwise. Mm, uh, Does that make sense? Yeah, kind of, but I have like a, I'm kind of in uh, trouble right now, but yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I would say, yeah. During my, you know, stay in the States, I've kind of, uh, I had acquired some kind of new skills, especially like uh, about the self-expression kind of thing, you know. You have mm. to be more open, you know. You have to, like compared to the, the general, you know, like average Japanese culture is, you know. Uh, in Japan, you are trained or educated to follow the kind of authority, you know. It doesn't mean that like a government, you know, 
we respect all the people always, you know,、sure. so just one year difference, you know, when you are born makes a huge difference, you know. So you always have to kind of, have, you know, have some kind of fear, you know, <laughs> of all、mm. the people. But, you know, maybe as you witnessed, you know, in the States, I actually, I have more, like, older folks than my kind of、uh, peers. Peers, yeah, yeah, not pe- peers of my age, you know, I have more friends of older generation than my own generation, you know.、Mm-hmm. So, because it can make sense because I really love the older styles, you know, older sure, traditions, sure. you know. And it actually helped me maybe that cultivating that aspect of the kind of,、uh, you know, being open, you know, being, how can I say, more,、uh, engaged or something, you know,、mm-hmm. in the conversation, you know. So when I came back in Japan, I think I, yeah, I had a lot of kind of problems, you know, because Japanese people, you know, do not speak a lot. So, you know, they don't say a kind of a clear answer even you are asking, you know,、hmm. <laughs> some question that you really need an answer right away. You know, they always said, yeah, I'm thinking, but it means maybe they are not or maybe they will, you know. So. Yeah, that sounds,、um, that sounds frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I would say like、uh, I'm kind of had the same like、uh, situation that most of the American people encounter if they travel to Japan, you know. Yeah. So I kind of got some American spirit or something, you know, like that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> But right now, it's not. It's kind of tamed, you know, so I'm becoming a Japanese person again. So、sure. I, if, I, if I go to travel to the States at this moment, if I can, you know, maybe I look, you know, it looks like I became really shy, you know, without any reason, you know, because that's kind of how we suppose, you know, what you should be in Japan, you know, like.、Sure. I kind of,、uh, yeah, feel comfortable with that too, you know, because that's, you know, where I spend、uh, like、uh, 20 something years, you know, so it's a f- majority of a part of my life.、Uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, you know, <laughs> tied to that culture, you know. <laughs> sure. Well, let's hear another tune, and then I want to ask you specifically about your approach to adapting these tunes for guitar. Okay, so let me see. I got... Actually, I kind of forgot how to pronounce it, maybe, but I heard, if I remember correctly, people in the south, you know, in the Appalachian region,、uh, pronounce it as、uh, greasy. I'm going to play, play a greasy chord. Great.、Like、some people in the, from the north, if I remember correctly, say just a greasy chord or something in there that. Difference in the pronunciation, you know. That's what、huh, I learned. Interesting. Yeah, but、uh, maybe I, that my, you know, my memory is,、uh, yeah, what's wrong, but I kind of remember. With a Z. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm gonna play the greasy chord. Yeah. 
States playing a lot of old time music. Were you playing melodies on the guitar, on like the acoustic guitar, very much? What do you mean, like a do you mean like a flat picking something? Yeah, were you flat picking at that time? Uh no, actually, you know, I was trying to learn the flat picking style like uh, seven years ago. You know, before I went to the U.S., but I kind of gave up. You know, you you can't keep up the <laughs> melody that too fast. You know, like a. Like it is too yeah. fast, you know. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's the kind of a story I can tell you. Actually, you know, I was into the flat picking when I first got interested in the, these kind of music, you know, from the bluegrass music, you know, sure. seven or eight years ago. I was trying to learn the, some kind of a, like Clarence White, you know, like a Tony Rice, you know, Brian Sutton kind of style, but yeah. I never got it, you know. And I think I say like I, I kind of lack the kind of a, yeah, sense or something, you know, talent or something, but uh, uh, I kind of gave up and I just mainly focused on the uh, playing the, like, a, more like a backup style, you know, especially in the old time, you kind of uh, tend to play the backing, you know, so like, just like, you know, this kind of thing. And what yeah. I was always do is uh, trying to the bass run or bass melody always rather than just playing like a chord like you know to me it sounds really kind of a uh, too plain you know kind of a uh, less exciting you know so what I was always t- try to do is playing the some kind of a counter melody or something so. Yeah. 
you know, these kind of thing. Yeah. And I was actually really, I'm still, you know, I, he's my hero, but I, you know, I got to meet the Chester Macmillan from the round big kind of area, you know, round, uh, that kind of North Carolina, you know, hmm. uh, and he's the guitarist, you know, all the time guitar to me, you know, he has established a kind of a, uh, contemporary all the time guitar backing style, you know, with his style. Uh, actually, I have to look f- for my peaks, but anyway, he wears that, you know, finger picks on these two fingers and some peak and playing like this, you know. Oh, cool. And his, yeah. yeah, his style is really different, you know. He's kind of a, he has adapted some styles from Mabel Carter, you know, the kind of a mm-hmm. finger picking style, but he, Chester has his own styles and actually, you know, I was, I'm just still maybe only person who actually got the Chester's style, you know, I can play. <laughs> maybe I'm kind of, a, I can say, uh, bold to say, but yeah, I'm actually the, another person who can play like a Chester beside Chester, you know. You're the, you're the, the expert on transmitting a style, <laughs> is what you're trying to say. <laughs> I'll yeah. say it if um, you won't say it. <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, that's true. I hope more, especially younger folks, sure. would, yeah. uh, you know, their attention to Chester or other guitar players in the all-time community because they had kind of a, you know, uh, created really interesting style. But anyway, what the, anyway, the reason why I brought up the Chester, his name, is uh, because I, you know, spent a few times with Chester in person. Mm-hmm. Actually, I took the, his guitar class, guitar lesson class at the Surrey Community College in Dobson. Uh, three years ago, one year before I, you know, came back to Japan. And, uh, you know, it says, uh, like, uh, advanced all the time guitar, you know, class. And actually, I thought he would just teach his style, his kind of finger picking style, sure. you know, all the time yeah. backing. But what he taught us is actually more like a flat picking thing. So he, the first tune we played is, uh, uh, what's called, uh, Hmm. It's like a sandy river or something. I forgot that name, but it's a bluegrass kind of, a, you know, instrumental tune. And he actually showed us how to play with the flat pick. And Chester is also really great flat pick player, you know, mm. flat pickers, you know. But uh, most of the time when he play in the public, he wears his finger picking, finger picks, you know. So maybe a lot of people don't know that Chester even can play the good flat picking thing. But anyway, that class, you know, gave me a kind of a different understanding, you know, or a kind of a put the additional layer of my understanding, understanding of what tradition is, you know. Chester hmm. actually, you know, has a several styles that he can play, but we tend to focus on just one style, you know. Even, sure. yeah, kind of in him, he has a, so many kind of a styles, perspectives, and kind of a thoughts, you know. We tend to focus on one, you know. But through the class, I got the kind of a 
wider understanding of him.、Mm. And actually, you know, I thought of Rabbit Pinking, no way, I don't want to do that. That was like my first <laughs> reaction, you know, but I didn't say it in, in front of Chester, you know. I just felt, you know. But、uh, yeah. But, I'm assuming maybe... Chester is your elder. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you know, two weeks or three weeks later, you know, you know, I practiced at home, you know, after class and then I got a kind of a good sense of, you know, like how to play the Melody, you know, basic melody, you know, because I already played the melodies on banjo, fiddle,、sure. you know, mostly. So what I was trying to do is just tran- transition, a tran- transit, you know, melodies from fiddles and banjo to the fingerboard of the guitar. And just, a, yeah, kind of a gave me a motivation to do that inspiration, you know, but it took a while, you know, Before I actually feel, felt really comfortable with a flat picking with my thing, because I、mm. didn't practice a flat pick, you know, at all, you know. So, because I mainly, I mainly switched to the finger picks, you know, like a chestnut style. So I, I only played a chestnut style, you know, when I went to the jam, you know, something. That's、But、mostly、uh, what I've seen you do in your like old timer JP. Videos on YouTube, on your YouTube channel, is and, until you started doing electric stuff. I'm mostly seeing you play with those picks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, yeah, it kind of derives from, yeah, Chester. Actually, Chester also can play the, some kind of a Marl Travis kind of finger picking thing. Okay, you、yeah. know? I cannot play it, but yeah, so actually, Chester kind of a, you know, Chester's class was a kind of a showcase of the diversity of American. Guitar style, you know, kind of a small version of that,、sure. you know, like, because he's my hero, I would say I had a huge influence on my own, you know.、Mm. So, yeah, that's a kind of a why I kind of a started to playing flat picking again, but on electric guitar, you know. <laughs> yeah, so how does, how does playing it on the electric change the way that you play? How do you choose like what settings to use on the electric guitar? And、um, I notice you're also like capoing in all sorts of interesting places on the neck.、Uh, and I don't think necessarily playing in just the standard old time keys. And yeah, how have,、mm. you, <laughs> have you made those sorts of decisions about how to adapt these? This、uh, so, actually, ch- you know, my- flat picking style. <laughs> my electric guitar is a really cheap, you know, guitar, but it's a really cool because it's a modeling guitar.、Uh, maybe I can show you. This is a made by Vox. Can you see? Okay. Sure. Yeah. So it's just like a 400 or something, really, really cheap, but、yeah. you can actually change the, like,、uh, tones, you know, here. You can change the, What the kind of pickup do you want? So you can have、oh, cool. also like a star sound. It sounds like a star, so you can play. You know, you have like, a lot of effects on just this small guitar. And、uh, if you play on the acoustic guitar, you cannot explore this、yeah. without. Having a huge stack of effect pedals or, you know, something like、sure. that. 
sure. uh, this guitar I can explore a lot, you know. So sometimes I use a like acoustic guitar simulator, and I have to turn off the amp simulator on the computer. It sounds like a really good acoustic guitar. <laughs> It's out of tune, but anyway, it sounds really close to the acoustic sound, you know, mm. with a piezo pickup, you know. So uh, it gives me a, a lot of choices, you know, what tones I want to play, what I want to explore with the guitar, you know. And uh, and also, you know, generally, electric guitar's uh, neck is too narrow, well, not too narrow, good enough, you know to just like uh, put your fingers, you know? Hmm. So acoustic guitar, you have to kind of stretch always, you know, sure. when you play the chord, you know? And it kind of gives you a lot of uh, possibilities, you know, how you put in your fingers, you know? Uh, so all these things kind of gave me a, yeah, kind of a, ideal situation where I can explore, just like focusing on my picking, you know, right now. Yeah, I posted a lot of stuff with uh, finger picking stuff, you know, finger picking style mm -hmm. on the YouTube. But, uh, you know, besides that, I, yeah, try to play with a flat pick. Yeah, because it has a different tone, actually, you know, Sure. With your fingers from the, you know, these peaks. Did I answer you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> uh, well, can you play us one more tune and then we can talk about where to go to get your uh, your little electric guitar all-time album? And anything else you want to mention? So I would actually play a finger pick kind of a style one. Great here for you but let me return it because most of the time i only you know like i stayed on the standard tuning e a d g b e you know this is like a guitar standard tuning but on electric guitar i try to imitate other instrument you know mm. especially um, maybe there's a lot of folks who have done this but uh, if you tune down to higher E string to D is now the kind of open D tuning actually. Oh, you have cool. One, five, one, third. You know, this is a kind of a, really sounds like a banjo, you know, kind of thing. And I also played sure. a finger picking style on banjo too. So I'm just trying to adapt uh, what I did on the, on the banjo to the electric guitar. Next thing I have to really work on is how to use these two bottom strings because I mostly just use uh, these uh -huh. top four strings <laughs> right now because it's almost the same with a banjo. Actually, it's the same, maybe, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you can just use the same fingering on the banjo, like an open G tuning. So, but I haven't figured it out how to use these bottom strings. Anyway, but uh, so the tune I'm gonna play is uh, called uh, Little Maggie. It's a really famous, oh, you know, all time tune. And uh, I try to play really simple, you know, kind of a 
repetitive intentionally, you know, like you play on the all the time. Yeah. Like regular all the time, you know. <laughs> so. That's beautiful. I love that. <laughs> That's you have that on your uh, on your EP, right? Um, isn't yeah. it a du- isn't it a duet on the EP? At uh, uh, dance all night. Well, it's a yeah. dance all night. It's a not. Yeah, this is That's a, not this little is, Maggie. Yeah, yeah, little Maggie is just a yeah one guitar. Yeah. Well, where do we go to get to get your? What's the name? <laughs> What's the name of that album? Uh, the name of the album is uh, called the Prologue. Yeah, just Prologue. try to, yeah, uh, try to mean that it's just the beginning, you know, of my kind of a new career, you know, <laughs> all the time, <laughs> electric yeah. guitar player or something. Yeah, because I was actually, you know, recording the maybe more than ten tunes before I made that LP, you know. And I, I, I'm still 
planning to release it, release my another full album pretty soon, you know. Great. And、uh, I had、uh, actually, I'm actually trying to that album being more fancy, you know. I, for, for that prologue mini album, you know, I just did it by myself. So I might, I did、uh, all the mixing and mastering by myself, you know. Uh, because I really wanted a really quick, you know,、sure. kind of a process, you know. But for that album,、uh, coming out in the future, I really wanted to put more energy, you know. So I just decided to ask some of my friends, you know, to do mixing and mastering and do、yeah. the cover, you know,、uh, album art, you know, thing. So I can focus on the, My own performance to the album. So, but I haven't,、uh, I still have a kind of a, you know, problem how I would release it, you know. So it will take a while until I figure it out, but it will be, yeah, released during this year at, at the latest, you know, <laughs> and maybe in the spring. And actually, I, on that album, I, Only played、uh, one electric guitar and some, ge-、uh, some tunes,、uh, my friend will、uh, be、uh, my guest. So there are several duet tunes, you、cool. know. But yeah, I, I let you know, you know, when. Yeah, how do people、down. follow you for,、uh, to make sure that they, that they hear about it when it comes out?、Uh, so just follow my, maybe my artist Facebook page or my. Personal Facebook page or follow my YouTube, you know, all the time,、uh, JP, you know. Yeah, I'll、I'd、put links to all that. It. Yeah, thank you. Fantastic. Cool. Well, thanks so much for taking a little bit of your, I guess it's Saturday morning for you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, to, to do this and、um, working out that scheduling with me、uh, and doing all the math for me, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was lovely to see you again, and I hope we I hope we can play music together in person so, at、yeah. some point.、Uh, either I'll come over there, or, or if you ever、um, dare to reabsorb any more American tendencies and, co- and come back over <laughs> here. And either way, it'll be great. But until then, thank you. Thank you. What do you want to do for the final tune?、Uh, let's play the dance all night. You know, I'm not sure. I think they might not allow any electrified instruments in the neo traditional. It would be so cool to have that, though.、Yeah. Hmm. I, the I reason mean, why I, I ask it is that, yeah, I'm actually interested in going to Clifftop, you know, <laughs> in the future, <laughs> rather than the other contest, you know, and the、yeah. competing in the, that neo traditional, you know, thing. Oh, that、might、would be, be great. Really fun. Yeah. So、if you I, are, hope, I hope you do. <laughs> if you are interested, yeah, you are welcome aboard. You know. <laughs> that <laughs> sounds my group. fantastic. I would show his electric, electric kind of、mm-hmm. you know, thing. 
So which key do you want to play that dance all night? I, I think I actually played on the B flat, maybe a B, but the, I can just change. But the, yeah, well, no, B flat's great. B flat is fine. Love B flat. And that version on my prologue LP, I yeah, added a backing track, you know, backing guitar part. And in order to play that, I have to play differently. But anyway, uh, I forgot to tell you that I've kind of been influenced by uh, African circus music recently. Mm. You know, that's why I kind of got into electric guitar stuff again. You know, it's a yeah, beautiful totally. music. Yeah, like they most of them often just play the clean tone, you know, no sure. distortion sound. But for me, that clean tone of electric guitar is the best sound, you know, I ever mm-hmm. heard, you know. I listen, I listen to a lot of other like music, but that tone of circus guitar is really fascinating. I was trying to, yeah, kind of adapting it. Like which which groups have you been listening to? Uh, like a Sukus Stars or something. You know, you can find on the YouTube if you hit cool. Sukus. You know, Sukus. Uh, yeah, it's a kind of dance, but mm. it's, it's kind of commercial music. You know, sure. And yeah, it's really cool. And it's really has a simple structure. Like all the time, they often only play the three chords. You know, so yeah. yeah. It's kind yeah. of one, four, five, four, you know. So we're going to do the dance all night? Yep. You ready? Thanks again, Shohei. Shohei Sutsumi's Bandcamp page to download Prologue, his old-time electric guitar EP. 
Like and follow him on his Facebook artist page so you can be the first to hear about his upcoming full-length album. And subscribe to his YouTube channel, OldTimerJP. It's really an amazing resource for traditional fiddle, banjo, and guitar music, as well as other instruments. All that is linked in the show notes for this episode. Shout out to Jonathan Craig Roberts, my brother-in-law, for letting me borrow his keyboard for this episode. God, that was fun. Thanks again. You can support Get Up in the Cool by sharing the show with a friend or sharing and liking the video posts on Facebook, Instagram, Reddit, and YouTube. And if you're able, please help fund this podcast by signing up at patreon.com slash getupinthecool. You can order a mask, t-shirt, bag, sticker, or phone case at Get Up in the Cool's merch store. Visit pitchforkbanjo.com for my instructional banjo series and check the show notes for links to my February banjo workshops. Check out my other podcast, Think Outside the Box Set. It's available in all the same places as Get Up in the Cool. And again, everything I just mentioned is linked in the show notes for this episode in your podcast app. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to Get Up in the Cool.